Hello, welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's a podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to me and say, oh, thank God for that. I am not the only one. I'm so tired. It is day 97. Something has happened, by the way, overnight. I don't know. I don't know if it's for real or not. But it says in the last 24 hours, there's been 500 listens of the podcast. So if you've shared this, thank you very much. Because it would appear that either someone is spamming the server or people actually listening. So that is, oh, I know there are people actually listening because some of you are um, talking to me via social media. So you can find me on Instagram at Tony underscore J underscore Kent. And you can find me on Facebook at Tony J Kent and LinkedIn. Love a bit of LinkedIn, Tony J Kent. Um, But thanks for sharing that. It means a huge amount. Um, So if you listened yesterday, you may know that the reason why I'm tired is I went to see Sam Fender last night. I took my daughter and her friends. So it was my daughter's first ever gig. And it was at the um, (laughs) OVO Arena Wembley, not the O2, which is where originally I thought we were going. And uh, yeah, drove into London, got parked, bit of wagamamas. But the thing that struck me throughout the evening, apart from the fact that bloody hell it's expensive to go to a gig now, £7.70 for a pint. That's how you enforce please drink responsibly. You make it so expensive that people can only afford to have one. £7.70 for a pint of shandy. I shit you not. Um... But let's forget the cost of things for a moment and concentrate on the gig. And I was watching my daughter and her friends. There's a water, the, the support acts who are called Goat Girl. And I thought, I've never heard of them. And they are a four-piece punk band. And they um, have a political bent in their songs. And I noticed the um, pictures for Sam Fender's upcoming Finsbury Park gig features um a caricature of uh Boris Johnson as pig on a spit and I thought hello this um artist is perhaps something other than what I thought and I you know I'd listened to Sam Fender a bit and I thought yep yep sounds good like the sound of that but oh my god there was just so much so the biggest thing for me above everything was that what a privilege it was to see my daughter and her friend just loving it just absolutely oh god you know when you're like 15 and you're like that boy on stage is just the best thing I've ever seen and they were leaping up and down and singing at the top of their lungs and just that sort of you know like oh my god can't believe it's him that disbelief and I was really moved um, to be able to witness that. And it made me quite emotional, it did. Um, And then some of uh, Sam Fender's um, songs and things that he addressed about um, growing up on an estate where um, there are people living below the poverty line and what that feels like. And 
how it feels to um, grow up around that and the choices that you make and oh just really kind of struck a nerve with me and there were a few times I was stood there thinking I'm going to cry uh, and then he did a um, couple of punk songs which were also he said yeah we're going to get a mosh pit going um, and it, we were like well, you know bloody hell the whole the gigs were sold out in I think I don't know within a couple of hours so we were only able to get um, seats right at right at the back of the stadium but it did mean that we got um, an incredible view all the way across and when um, the mosh pit got started it just went off and oh I loved it I just love watching like the pint pots plastic um flying up in the air and people started throwing their hoodies and t-shirts um <laughs> I thought they were people at first and not throwing people um but times have changed times have changed because um you stopped playing and said look you can have a mosh pit if you like but don't go pushing towards the front um and gave a shout out to the security for being so good he's just amazing you know what you think what a decent bloke um and yeah raising money for campaign against living miserably and he talks about i mean it's just a you know way to kill a concert mum but i've just been thinking oh my god this is so amazing he's tackling all these topics and he's incredibly musically talented and he completely owns his experience and how that felt for me was it gave me that element of oh I can do it not I can't play guitar and I also cannot play piano and I also cannot sing but there was a real moment for me of god you can just get up there and say what matters to you and um if you go to episode, I think it's 91, where I talk about enmeshment and like the language and the importance of kind of, I don't know, finding a term that makes sense to you. So, you know, some people are quite happy to say, oh, um, my upbringing was difficult or rough or we were poor or whatever. But when I had the term enmeshment, which is about when a family does not see people as individuals, you know, that for me was just like, ting, light bulb moment. I'm like, aha, now I understand. And um, for a very long time, yeah, so, oh, it's day 94. Go and have a listen to day 94, enmeshment and emotional maturity. Um, for, for a very long time, very, very, over 40 years, um, didn't kind of see myself I know it sounds really odd to say it and I'm going to say it in public but when you don't feel you can fully see yourself outside the context of the family you were born into and the people within it because you've been brought up to believe we are a family unit and things outside of the family are a threat and you must help one another and you must rely upon one another and there's no choice you know that's that's the law in the family that's what you have to do and that experience makes it very hard to view yourself as an individual 
it's a weird thing. Um, don't worry, I'm not having a nervous breakdown in the middle of this. But it's something that for me is just like, oh, God, yeah. That's why I didn't speak out about a lot of things for fear of seeming disloyal or upsetting people. And it's it's a really knotty, challenging thing to overcome. So that's what I'm working on. And I have always outwardly kind of pushed against that a little bit. So you think, well, you, you know, you do professional speaking and you, um, you know, and I write and I've published books and, but there's always been an aspect of it that's held back. And I uh, was speaking to a friend and, and she took me by surprise. Uh, we had been to another friend's 50th and um, we were in the pub afterwards because we'd gone for afternoon tea and that finished far too soon. So we went to the pub and we were having a proper deep and meaningful. And she said something to me, like, oh, but I think you're really amazing. And I was sort of taken by surprise by that. And then I said, oh, yeah, but if I really took the lid off. And it came up in um, an Instagram post where I was talking to someone who said that, you know, they felt that they, they couldn't say anything. And it's that you're only revealing a fraction of yourself. So hold on to your horses, people. <laughs> There's plenty more to come. Um, it's all of that from one gig with my daughter and her friend. And yes, we got back at half past midnight. And I tell you the thing that I realised was that, oh, God, like this is why. Uh, don't do big nights out in London. <laughs> People begin that it's not a big night out. Seriously, Tony, you're in bed by quarter to one. But then you know, like the dogs start going, please feed me. Nobody feeds me. Please feed me. By uh, we were lucky this morning. It was like ten past eight. But I was just lying there thinking, oh please, I don't want to get up. Um, yeah. So that was the day. That was. Um, is there anything to report in the village? I don't know. I haven't been on the Village Facebook page today, but I have been on my friend's Facebook page where she has featured a picture of a chicken that she forgot to take out of the freezer last night. So she put it on a table in the sunshine. <laughs> We're like, Village Cat's going to be taking that. She's got a cat that isn't her cat. Um, and it's just decided to make itself at home in her house. And I think if you're going to leave a chicken defrosting on a table in your garden, it's the cat's going to be like, just you wait because I'll be taking that down the road with me. Um, so what do I hope for you? I hope that you see or hear something that inspires you to go, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. That's what I hope for you today. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Someone shared a couple of posts because there's a couple of them that have really gone blown up. I don't know why. Well, maybe it's just like fantastic content, but um, I guess it means that there are people that are finding themselves within this podcast. So if you know someone that you think would enjoy listening to this or perhaps feels a little bit afraid to talk about how they feel and might get comfort from hearing someone else share what's going on with them, um, please give it a share with them. And I promise I will be back with you tomorrow. Thank you.